This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ninth Realm, an Age of Sigmar podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get all your tabletop gaming goodies at up to 25% off. Pretty cool. And with me today is the one, the only, Mr. Jason. Hello. And Mr. Scott. Hello. You took me by a back a little bit when you said Jason. I was waiting for the... The raw dizzle. The random, yeah. <laughs> the random handle. Clown, clown baby. Yeah, one of many. No. No. We, we decided to go with your Christian name today. Okay. Fair enough. It. So uh, today, guys, what are we going to be talking about? Uh, today, we decided uh, we're going to be talking about some very fun uh, non-rumors. It's confirmed rumors. The yep. Zinch Battletome uh, release, which will be coming out in Games Workshop, has been kind enough to say, no, these are not rumors. They're actually coming out, so we're going to talk about that. Yeah, Rob and his uh, guests there talked all about it, showed us the cover, Talked about some of the things, gave us a tease of what's coming next month. Next month will be all month of Age of Sigmar, um, was it Disciples of Sneech? Yep. So. And, and where did they show this stuff, guys? It was on Facebook, I think, when the, the Warhammer leaks... Warhammer TV, their Twitch channel. Right, but yep. the leaks came out. Well, the leaks and came out. They jumped on it, which is something that we've seen them do now, where they said, "Oh, the leaks are out, so now we're gonna promote it." Yeah, I'm not sure when the leaks hit. They had this ad up midday yesterday mm-hmm. that they're going to be doing it this morning well for us it's this morning i was up at five to watch it scott he's dedicated yeah. <laughs> and they've been doing a great job with their warhammer tv for those of you who have not checked it out do yourself a favor and give it a look it's at their twitch channel yeah. and they have been doing some really cool stuff they've been showing uh competitive games of age of sigmar they've been doing yep. hobby stuff they've been sh- they showed 40k yeah. uh, this this week i believe you can watch it live but if you want to watch old ones you have to pay now they had it free for the first week. Mm. Okay. I don't know if those original shows are still free. I, I've paid for the subscription, so all the little locks are off of mine. But yeah. I, Usually the replays are not pay to view, but they may be. However, subscribing is only 5 bucks a month. Yeah, it's $4.99. Nothing. Yeah. And uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can do one Twitch subscription for free. Mm. So if it's yep. not Frontline Gaming TV... Maybe Warhammer TV is a second maybe. choice. Right. Maybe. It, it's, it, it's a good second, a place. Good that's, second place. That's a Sophie's choice. That, that is. <laughs> Which child do you save? Right. That's harder than Sophie's choice. Well, clearly the, the frontline gaming child. Right. First. We, we got to eat. Yeah. And we've always been good to you. And we like you. Just because now the abusive wife is coming around, or husband, <laughs> that is a Games Workshop, is playing nice, doesn't mean they're not going to... They're back. They're nice guys. No, they're, yeah, they're really they're, they're doing great. So um, yeah, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth when it, when the battle actually does. When it's come in out. our hands, we can read um, it all. Yeah. But the main topic today is going to be something that a lot of people who are coming to the LVO should have on their minds: how to construct a list for matched play. So if you're going to go to a Age of Sigmar tournament, um, how to put a list together, and some things that you really should keep in mind yep. um, when going to a matched play tournament with objectives in mind. We get a lot of questions about this, and honestly, if you're new to the game, it can be a little frustrating on how to actually build a list. Yeah, all of the scenarios have different things you have to achieve, which drastically affects the list you'd want to bring for that one game. Right. So if uh, a lot of tournaments, there's no sideboard, there's no changing your list, you come with what you have. How are you going to put that together? And the LVO, you've got a 500-point sideboard to play with to catch up to, right. to those new scenarios or your opponent's army and mm-hmm. have 500 points to trade out. So. Yeah, so a lot of content in this show. Very cool. Well, let's dive on in. Sure, yeah. So um, we're going to first talk about the upcoming release. Uh, it's going to be uh, Zinch-themed. Um, and it looks like most of what's going to be in the book are um, the War Scrolls and models from the Silver Tower release, which is yep. very cool. A lot of that. Um, and existing units, such as the Pink Horrors. Pink Horrors, um, all the Demon units, all the Mortal right. units are all getting... Maybe not new rules, but new... Um, Allegiance abilities, right. new spells. It's kind of the lots layered, of new. The, the, if you look at like Sylvaneth, my army, mm-hmm. 
you get so much cool themed stuff. And they, what I think they did so well is that my Sylvaneth army plays the way it does in my imagination. Like this is how the army would play. Right. And they reward you for taking a themed force. Yeah, and that's, that's what they're doing here. They've gotten you some new spells to work with, new spell tables, um, new abilities that make you seem more Sneech-like. Mm-hmm. So um, they held up the book. They showed it to you. Uh, we've got pictures of that, so hopefully those will be up when you look They'll online. They'll be on the show notes. Yeah, we, and, Scott was able to screen capture it. Which yeah, nice. well, actually, they encouraged you to screen, cra- screen capture it. Right. They literally held up the book, put up their thumbs, said, okay, this is the picture you want. Make sure you get us both looking at you. And right. So I went once or twice to make sure I got the right shot. Right. Um, it's 136 pages of stuff. About half of it is rules, they said. Okay. The rest is all the fluff of what's been going on. Right. They've moved the story forward. There's people coming out of Sigmar's realm mm-hmm. and actually starting civilizations and etc. And Sneech, as he always does, has had infiltration in those groups, uh, undermining it just for the right moment, and this is the moment. Right. And that's supposedly going to be the narrative for the year. They're talking about this being a whole thing through the year. Okay. So we'll see how that unfolds. But next month is all Sneech stuff. This book, all their models, everything for Age of Sigmar. And they've uh, broken into three subgroups. Demons, mortals, which we already know those two. And the new one being the uh, Arcanites. The Arcanites will be the guys from the Silver Tower box. The little caster guys without their shirt on. And the bird helmets. I'd like to talk about the uh, body fat percentage on these guys. because unrealistic. They... uh, they don't eat many carbs. No, they're mm. lean. They're, they're in a yeah. deficit all the time. Those, that, I, that's like a six-pack with six-packs on it. They're, they're at about 8%. Oh, way like less. I, I'm five, saying five they're 2 to 3%. Yeah, that's they're the, the skeleton. They're the unhealthy. Well, I don't know, Jason. Have you seen them at the gym? Because clearly no. you've been going there. <laughs> oh, thank you. By yeah. the way, everybody, friend uh, Jason on don't Facebook so you can see don't a picture of him in his underwear. That's so embarrassing. No, we're proud I don't want to see that. We give you, we, we tease you a lot, but you've yeah. lost a lot of weight, like right. as many gamers can relate to. Yes. Yeah. Right. What's the gamer? What's the gamer pro? Like the, the quote archetype. unquote gamer yeah. stereotype? It's either <laughs> super thin or not the opposite. Right. So yep. Jason's been on that 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 mission right. to uh, for health, and you've been doing a really good job. Right. We're proud of you. We tease you a lot, but yeah. or he's lost, been secretly lost, devoting like his life pounds. to Sneech. And yeah. It's right. showing off. He's then. trying to become a caster of Sneech. There you right. go. No, I've lost about 60. 60 pounds. April. Holy yeah. crap. Good for <laughs> you, dude. So it's been... Good for you. I mean, we don't have to turn it into that, but thank you. No. no. But yeah, but the... Um, yeah, so the, I, 136 page sounds about right because they're, like you said, they're throwing in all the existing Zinch models yep. in the line, but they're also adding all the units from uh, the well, Silver Tower. Uh, and it looks like there are some new units with new model New units. Out. They're going to include the points with those. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if this will be what's new. Every new one's going to come with new points or if they're going to keep the General's Handbook. But they need to put out points for some of them because the uh, ones from the Silver Tower don't have points yet. We have rules for playing them, which they're probably going to change because they don't have banners or musicians. And I've already put together two units. They have banners and musicians. So that's going to have to be folded in. Um, But on top of the points and and everything else rolling with that, they've got... uh, each one's got their own spells. I mentioned that. Their allegiance abilities. Uh, the big one, if you're anything in Sneech, you roll six or nine dice. You put them on the side of the table before the game starts and you use those through the game rather than roll. You can decide. That's really powerful. Yeah, you can decide you need that six for this run. You can mm-hmm. decide you need that one for this battle shock until you chewed up all those dice. Right. And we got partial views of the rules to go with that, so there might be some more mechanics involved. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that's crazy. Like we were talking about battle shock. Your demons take battle shock, and you're like, oh, I'll use a one, and I'm going to get some back. Yep. Right. That's yeah. really powerful. And this will replace the chaos ones from the book itself, from the old... Uh, now, can you use those dice? Like, could I use it as part of casting a spell? Um, it does say spells. Yes, you can God. cast spells. Wow. It's yeah, they like, give a short list, so if you like, look oh, at the screen captures, there's one of them where they give the a short list. The list is actually nine. Also. Yeah, nine items. Nine things you can do. Big nine. Yep. I wonder where that comes mm, from. Right? Yeah. That must be a theme. It looks it looks like a really cool release. I'm really excited. Just it's been a while since we've had a battle tome release. Um, yeah. So well, and this is going to be the thing for all of them to come. Not only does it have stuff for playing um, competitively, it has some narrative, mm-hmm. and they also have a list for the uh, path to glory just for Sneech mm-hmm. and and their thing. So that's that's big in some groups doing the path to glory. Oh yeah, up path to battle. That's yeah. A, it's yeah. where you level up and your right. warband grows and your warlord gets better. It's really fun. Right. It's a great way to learn to play Age of Sigmar. Like if you want to get into it with your friends, pay, play path to glory and you just start out and you add stuff as you go. 
Right. It's, it's a great way to get yeah. into it. And game. if you want to see this army on the table next month, it's sometime on their channel, they will be having a battle. They've already given it to one of their inside guys. He's painting it, putting it all together, and that'll be on the table sometime in January. Cool. So you can actually see how it plays and, and what's out there. No, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it includes uh, guys on disc who fire bows. It includes your Arcanites who are throwing spells. Uh, your Gaunt Summoner is in there as well, and he can throw two spells a turn. And they've given a lot of extra spells. If you've played Sneech Demons, you've already known with competitive play, you're not going to cast spells because you've got two freebies and your pink horrors don't have a spell, so they have to choose one of those two. So if you use them as battle line and both, all three are on the table, you run out of spells for them. If you have a Gaunt Summoner with them, well, he's sucking up one more of those spells too and doesn't have anything. Well, now you have two whole lists to right. pick from for them to start throwing spells around. Right, right. Because right. like one of the best things they did for the game was limit you to casting any spell one time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So but what, what was really unenjoyable before in competitive Age of Sigmar is Zinch players were just spamming Mystic Shield. So right. everyone had a two-up save. It was really dumb. Yeah. Or and spamming I, Mortal Wounds and just right. tag, 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 tag. Right, right, right. And it was just, it was unenjoyable. Or they're just summoning, you know, Endlessly buckets summoning. of Endlessly yeah. summoning. guys. And that was one of the things that the South Coast GT guys came in to do is put some reasonable limitations. And then we now see that in the General's Handbook, thankfully. Right. Yeah, the two lores are going to be Fate and um, Change. Changes for the demons, and that's all your damage and destruction. And Fate is supposed to be more subtle. We saw a few of the spells and a few of the command traits and for each group. So you really need to just to watch the video, look online. I'm sure people's uh, cabbed, uh, pictures captured those so you can read them through. But they didn't let too much go, mm -hmm. which is, is, is good, a nice tease. I'm, right. I'm really looking forward to it, but I don't know everything yet. So right. it's going to keep me tuned to find out more. Yeah, no, we're excited to see more of it. And uh, we might even uh, be seeing like a preview of some of this stuff over here at uh, Frontline Gaming. Hmm. I hope so. Never know. Yeah. Never know. I'll have to no. stay tuned. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. So very exciting. It's, it's nice to see some, some content coming out, some, some releases coming out, some new uh, product. Because we know that some boxes, I mean, Zangor's yeah. came out, but that came out with the 40K release, but it does have the upgrade sprue. Well, and the, um, the, the tease they did the day before that for, for 40K. The, um, right. Well, you guys will have that on. Oh, yeah. Else. Well, no, we can talk about it. It's fine. The, the, um, the new uh, Arch Magos. Mm -hmm. Fall um, of. St. Celestine. Right. Uh, the Sisters about the Seraphim no, right. in, in plastic. That was, I mean, that, this, that was like, mm -hmm. literally doves took flight, not just the ones attached to St. Celestine, but right. in real life. You people know, those people, there's funny, yeah. those Sisters of Battle players, like, I, I still don't believe it. Right. <laughs> and then the new, the new yeah. Inquisitor, the new plastic female oh, Inquisitor. Wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. It, it's a good, it is a good time to be a Games Workshop enthusiast. It's yep. a good time to be one of the players that held on. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah. I'm wait. because well, everyone freaked out because Celestine right. was out of the book, but I, clearly this is why. Like, You're right. But anyway, back to Age of Sigmar. Yeah. Well, and I, I can only hope that following on the heels of this, maybe halfway through the year or start of next, we can see um, some Slanesh because it Slanesh. hasn't gotten any love for a while. They Not haven't. Yet. They yeah. haven't like put the nail in that coffin. Like I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's open ended. It is. We don't know very it much. It is. Either. I mean, we've got corn pretty well fleshed out. They need a battle tome. Well, corn always gets love, though. Yeah. So. Well, it, that's the most popular yeah. faction yeah. Uh, from everything I've heard with the numbers, the corn. And that's why they usually focus on them. Right. But I've always been a fan of Slanesh. That's always been my. If I was going to worship chaos, that would that would be my first choice. It's yeah. a hard it's a hard god to write into the story though because it's there's so it's much the god sexuality. Of access, the sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. The game is geared towards more of the younger crowd. It is. Yeah. That would be a hard one to write in to Age of Sigmar. But that was where I started with my you would my almost have to chaos space marines. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. with my noise marines, right. and you could pick yeah. weapons for all my units. And right. I think if you just when you use language of just saying excess, right. That's enough. You don't have to go further than that. And like you can let the mature players fill in the blanks and you can approach yep. it in the black library novels. Right. Yep. And leave the, the real hardcore stuff out of the, the, the book. Right. Right. Just, but there's there's it, definitely more to come with uh, Sneech, so we're gonna look, have to stay tuned for that and yeah, see what we get. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all kind of, gonna be good though. It, it's and it's cool to see the coordination between Age of Sigmar and 40k, like they're coming out kind of at the same time. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's a lot of fun. Right. Um, and then real quick before we move on to the main topic, um, the battle forces that uh, recently came out, we do have more of those in stock. So really? uh, if you missed out, um, we do have I those didn't. still. I didn't, I got mine. We have the Sylvaneth, we have the um, Stormcast Eternals, 
and we do have the um, the Iron Jaws ones. Um, Corn Bloodbound, we'll have to order that for you if you want. But uh, we do have those three main All ones in love. stock and ready to go. Uh, unfortunately, when you're listening to this, it'll be the day before the Friday before Christmas. You will not be getting it before Christmas. But if you'd like to order it, uh, let us know for that sweet 20% off discount. And it's 20% off of an already discounted box. Yep. So it ends up being like 30-something percent. Jason's shaking his head. It's no, not. No, it's just our standard discount. No, yeah. no, no. Th- that box. Oh, right. It's already cheaper. discounted. Yeah. So Correct. it ends up being over 30% The product off. inside of it right. is already super discounted. So you're getting a sweet deal. Scott, yeah. you picked up. I got a mountain of Iron Jaws because yeah. they came out with that. And I figured I'm just going to package it all together. Because oh, if you deal. get it on the pre-order, everything's 25%. Right. So might as well feed that into as many things of that army as possible. So I literally have it sitting there yeah. waiting for me to put together yeah. <laughs> along with every other project I... Anyway, moving on. Yeah. You and every other adult gamer <laughs> right. in the world. Really so what I was hoping when they, they're, they're when they came out with those big boxes is they do the Fire Slayers, the dwarves. Because right. if anybody needs a, a price break for people to jump in, because there's right. lots of people online, lots of people in different podcasts mm-hmm. and YouTube channels going, if it just drops that little bit, I'm, right. I'm in. Right. And they just... And, and Games Workshop has confirmed uh, that there will be more of these Battle Force boxes coming out in January. So okay. um, they, they haven't said Fingers which... Crossed, ages, then. They haven't said Age of Sigmar ones yet, but they did say... The 40k ones, which uh, is Astro Militarum and a few other ones, but that does mean that there cool. will will likely be uh, Age of Sigmar ones also. So well, stay tuned for that information. If you've already got ten Lehman Russes, you could always get a couple more. Sure, right? I'm right. sure. I'm sure yeah. the Astro Militarum yeah. one will Can't have, have enough. Some heavy weapon squads. Ooh, I already have thirty of those. <laughs> a Sentinel. But anyway, uh, Scott, you have some more notes here. What else was? Uh, well, we were moving on to the uh, building we're list. Move on to the main. Let's do it. Main yeah. topic. So. Uh, as you know, as you should know, Las Vegas Open's coming up in a little over a month, which is nerve-wracking, but yeah, we're really excited about it. Not for me. Six oh, wait, no, I got to paint. For me, too. <sighs> yeah, I know. We're, we're building... A, GW sent us 100 of the towers. Which from, are not easy to put together. Oh, my God. No. Scott's put together wait, quite a few. Wait, 100? There's 100 total. So I've put together more than 10% of them for you. Yep. Scott's a trooper. God. Okay. I mean, it, it, like, we're, we're broadcasting here from our uh, new location in Point Loma, and they're shelving in the warehouse full, just yeah. full of terrain that needs to be painted. So when yeah. you see Scott at the event, please shake his hand and thank him. Along with half the other people you see working with Frontline, because yeah. they've been in the store too, in just, and out, in and out. Yeah, people are coming in on their days off the just to like, team has been working, uh, busting their crazy. butts. So at any rate. But it'll look beautiful. It will. Like each table will have at least one of those big, um, like blood tower. I don't, what are they? The, the, the crucibles. Keeps? Yeah. The yeah. crucibles have the right. pot on top. Yeah. Well, we were They're talking draining magic items to fire. Cannons. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> they have like the big cauldron of blood. And what we were saying would be cool for the, the, um, uh, Sigmar narrative mega battle is if we did it, if we did like the full circle fort, I don't think we have yeah. all the parts to make the chaos star, but we could do a full fort with the crucibles. Uh, you that would be a lot do. of fun, man. Like you could just circle. The I got wagons. a couple of gates. So. Do you really? Yeah. We could actually build the giant castle as a part of the game. I think that'd be super fun. Yeah. That'd be great. So we, so it's a little over a month. I'm actually, I lost my train of thought because I was thinking, oh my yeah. God, it's only a... Yeah, only I know. Month. There's so much <laughs> um, to do. Dates on but the calendar are always I, I'm sure there are people <laughs> who are attending that, uh, who are still thinking about what their list is going to be. I'm sure there are people who are going to be attending a local tournament soon. I hope a lot of you. How they're going to put a list together. Scott, you're running one very soon. At yep. Addie's Games on January 7th, which I will be attending, and I think a few other people here who are available will be attending. Yeah, and if, if you look, I mean, if you're in Southern California right now, every weekend you can go to one. Southern California has a robust scene right now. It, it kind of kicked into full gear a few months back, and mm-hmm. people are just throwing out dates. They're running yeah, tournaments, crazy. including on top of each other, which is yeah. just crazy. There's, I don't know if there's enough players for that just yet, right. but we'll see. And I hope there are enough players, because that's just going to make it all bigger. It and when we run something, yeah. we want to go to GT, we'll actually get that 30-plus crowd, yeah. which would be amazing. Yeah. Yes. Just locally. No you know? We'll start seeing that in 2007. I have no yeah. doubt it's going to happen. Um, so, so if you're putting your list together, I'm, I'm sure I still have questions about it. I'm sure a lot of yeah. people have questions. Okay, I'm going to this, this tournament. It's 2,000 points. I have my general's handbook. What, how do I put a list together? What's a good... How do I put together a take-all-comers list? Because that's what you need. Age of Sigmar, if you try to build a specialized list and you play yep. with the missions from the General's Handbook, which most tournaments are going to run, yep. you are yep. going to get, you're going to be in for a rude surprise. Well, in LVO, you're going to see every single one of them. There are six games yep. posted. So you're going to play each of those scenarios and yep. each one asks your army to do something different. Right. And I'm thinking in my head as you go through, you know, we're talking about writing lists and I think, God, I always feel what I 
like to see on the table. I guess right. I'm the worst guy for this. And you can do that. But, you know, there's no problem doing that. And if you do that, you all you have to do is is follow the basic battle. Uh, yeah. The, the the list construction from the general's handbook. You have to have your battle line units, your three battle line units, and then you have to fulfill your HQ and not go past everything else. Right. Um, and, and, and you can do that and have fun with it. Of course. Yeah. The one the one good thing about Sigma right now is there's really no bad unit to put out or bad army per se to put on the table right so if you play to the mission and think about it you should be able to to get that right. done or in this case the uh right but if you want to have a competitive edge and this is what we're going to talk about putting together an, an army right. for a, a matched play event this is going to be a competitive event people are playing there to win the event there are way there are things that you can do when you are building your list that will help you towards your goal yeah. There are small little ways that you can tweak your list. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, of course, you can always, like we said, Age of Sigmar can be played in many different ways. If you want to put down your favorite models on the board, as long as you follow the basic list construction, you have your three battle line. Again, we're talking 2,000 points. Yep. You have your HQ, you have your warlord that you designated. You're good to go. Yeah, your leaders, your battle line, and then after that, whatever you want to put out. And really the first thing... At LVO, there's going to be a sideboard, but a lot of the tournaments here are not including that. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of us are because we're getting ready for LVO. Right. But before this, um, a lot of sidebars have just been set aside. We're right. not using those. Don't want to mess with that mechanic. Right. And before we talk, uh, let's let's really quick explain to people. Some people might be listening to this thing. What is a sideboard? So a sideboard, there are a lot of games where you have something to, where you can trade in and out of your deck or trade in and out of your army mm -hmm. or forces. And the LVO's rules has the exact same thing. And this pack was put together with... GW, mm -hmm. and they're the ones who majorly put this together, as I understand? No, they did. They, John is the head uh, TO for the event. He runs their events at Warhammer World, and he wrote the packet. Um, and we the sideboards came in from people who were used to playing in the South Coast GT format, okay, which has a sideboard. See, I had a question about that. And that's where yeah. it comes from. Because you said it was a popular request, and I'm like, well, I know some people like like it and some people don't so i wonder if it was popular from here so it was popular from there on the island it, it was from people who had already been playing age of sigmar a lot competitively they their advice had been this is this is really important to, for competitive play we've been doing this for over a year and we've determined okay. that the sideboard makes the game experience a lot more enjoyable mm -hmm. so for people who are just getting into it it's new and uh john from games workshop had agreed he said yeah it is fun and that's how a lot, a lot of events in england are played yeah, and that so. was why we did it. And since it was so new, and we've been planning this all year, yeah. people yeah. are now mentally not where we were when we started. I barely knew how to play the game back then. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that sounds great, because right. yeah, I'm talking to people who play all the time, yeah. and they were the ones who said, it's a really good idea. And well, John had agreed. Yeah. And yeah. it's a staple in games like War Machine and Hordes in the yeah. tournament scene. So I, the board is a thing. I like the sideboard idea. I do too. Because yeah, we're the benefit start... is you can trade out for what you need for each of those missions or for your opponent. And you've got 500 points for your 2,000 to get that done. Right. And there's a certain mechanic, and we'll go through that. Yeah, and it's, it allows you to be flexible. So I don't know why anybody would not like it. That I'm not saying that you're wrong or it's a, right. you're bad or you're not thinking correctly, but... Right. What it does is it gives you flexibility, which means that you're less likely to get a, a mission or an opponent that you can't deal with. Right. 500 I, more points to paint. That's, that, that could be an issue for me. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Right. And Age of Sigma is still in the early days, but if it was like 40K and you right. could have a sideboard for Space Marines, right. I just walk over to my cabinet and pull out right. 500 points of stuff. And now, to in the rules packet, it does specify you do not need to bring a sideboard. Nope. Yeah, you, you don't need it. It's completely you don't have to. optional. It's optional. And it doesn't matter. A few people have even said, you know, they're going to use the sideboard for that centerpiece model. They can't field because it's too expensive, but right. they want it on the table for judging. They there want it out there for people to see. Right. Like so they'll slap that right yeah. out there and go check that out. Yeah. Isn't or that you great? Bring, uh, just, uh, yeah, you bring Archaeon. You're never going to use Archaeon. A little more than 500 points, but sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you put them down just so, yeah, you want, and you want well, someone just, to look at it. Like, so. don't let it intimidate you. Like, no. you don't have to use right. the sideboard. Right. But for the advanced player right. that has the models, right. it gives you more flexibility. Therefore, it increases your odds of victory. In a scenario where you know, right. okay, uh, I need some more shooting units, I'm going right. to get rid of some of my melee units. Right. So before we talk about actual list construction, Scott, do you want to go over how the sideboard's going to work at the Las Vegas Open? Okay, yeah. Um, so you get your 500 points, and before you start the role play, set mm -hmm. up all that, you actually put out both armies. Mm -hmm. So you'll have your core army, you have a list for your opponent to look at, and you'll have the 500 separated from them. And at that point, 
you roll off and decide the loser actually goes first and mm -hmm. takes whatever they want out of their primary force mm -hmm. and puts it aside, not the sidebar, puts right. it aside and then can take something, one thing from the sidebar and put it in. Right. You, know, you can do that with fresh units. You can bring a fresh unit in or you can bulk a, a unit you already have. Right. So if I were, I'm trying to get my green skins painted up. So if I'm bringing in green skins mm -hmm. and I wanted to trade out my choppa and shields for spear and shields, mm -hmm. I could cleanly remove that unit of 30 and put in a unit of 30 right. and then the same point cost done. Or if I had some of the things that like I have in my sideboard, let's say 10 archers and I have 20 on my main table, mm -hmm. I could remove those 20 and put in 10 and save that extra hundred for something else later right. um, to trade in. Right. And when you're done, you can't go over your top point level. Mm -hmm. You can't take things, put things back in you took out. Right. And you're, you're set at the end of that, so you and your opponent go back and forth until they're, you're both done. You, just like deployment. Just it's like deployment. Unit, you do your one unit, your opponent does one unit, back and forth. Right. Well, in deployment, that's a big thing with this, too, because mm -hmm. if you break your battalion, battalions can go down all at once. Right. There's a lot of people who are planning their strategy mm -hmm. around my army. If I win the role for setting up, I put my entire army down, and I can decide who gets the first turn. Right. And that's, that's, that's going to be a big thing. I, I won't be able to take advantage of that because green skins, I'd have to have a lot more on the table to suck up 2,000 points of boys and, and one weapons. one battalion? Yeah. 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 And it's really interesting that you said when you decide to remove something from your main force and put it in something from your sidebar uh, or your well, sideboard, you put it aside, not you in your cannot, sidebar. You yeah. cannot, you can't then see your opponent do the same thing and say, oh, wait, no, I changed my mind. Now right. I want that back. Nope. It's too late. You've made that choice. So it does actually, you have to look at your opponent's sideboard and there's a little bit of a strategy going on even before the game begins. Yeah, I think like, that's well, probably a bit above change, me. But. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun. It's like a little yeah. mini game within the game. Because the main trade I'm thinking if I have the time is I will be painting spears to trade for choppas. Choppas have a plus one rend or right. a, a one rend and spears don't, but spears have the reach. Right. So if I'm going to play against Lizardmen now, um, Seraphon, right. their shields ignore rend. So right. those boys won't be getting their advantage from their choppas, but getting more guys swinging because of the spears right. will help out. Or if it's spirit host or somebody else is ignoring right. that. Or trading out a unit to bring in some heroes for maybe some of the missions where I want mm -hmm. thicker heroes to, to stand on objectives, and we'll get to those too. Right. There's just a lot of things you might want to do to edge a little bit for the scenario, for your opponent. Right. Yeah. Coming then, in. So now let's, let's kind of go into the actual army construction, the list. Uh, so when you're putting your army together to go to the tournament, this is probably where a lot of people are like, okay, how do I start this? And even people are like, I'm going to start an army. Yep. Yeah. What do I need to buy? Because I'm going to buy what I'm going to use in my list. Buy so a starter box. You're going to, okay. right? Yeah. Starter boxes are a great way to go, uh, which you can get 20% 20, 20 yep, yep. up, up 25, frontline gaming. But um, you're, you're going to want to start, we should start by talking about battle line units. Because those are yeah. mandatory. If you're playing a match play Match play, event, you need your, need your battle lines. You're doing 2,000 points, you need at least three of these. So when you're putting these together, one, you look at your faction, okay, what do I have? That is my battle line. And a lot of units will be battle line if you take specific all-faction models. So like right. I know with my Corn Bloodbound, if I take um, uh, all Corn Bloodbound, my Blood Warriors are battle line. Right. But I, ha I cannot bring anything else in my army that is not from the Corn Bloodbound army uh, or else they don't count. Right, and that's uh, the same with the green skins I'm fielding. Mm -hmm. The actual cavalry units, the Become, boys on, right. on boars, are actually battle line. But if mm -hmm. I trade it out for something that doesn't have the green skins keyword, they, uh, they drop off that list. Right. Yeah, and then you have to take orc boys or whatever choice you may well, have. Well, what I'm doing, it won't be an issue. You already have to take three of them, right. three boys. So. Right. And you might come into the game or come into the army construction phase looking at it as like, okay, well, here's my tax, right? Here's where I'm going to spend the, the very least amount of points because I have to take these free units. Yeah. Or you can, as I've been observing and, and how I've started writing on my list, here's where I'm going to put all my bubble wrap units in and cheap yeah. cannon fodder. Because as we've talked about for a long time, and I think people who are hardcore gamers and fluff gamers right now who have been playing for a while, you need bubble wrap. Yes. Now. <laughs> You need things for areas sometimes. You might need something to block an opponent's coming in forces. So right. cheap mass units right. are good for that. You know, don't want to spend a lot of points on something that's going to die or right. something that's going to be tough enough to hold up to it right. in a thin line. And mass units are uh, very important when we're talking about the objectives for yeah. the missions from the General's Handbook because at least two of them 
Um, which are, do you know off the top of your head, Scott? I know one is... No, um, but I took notes. Scott did. Five models, uh, take and hold, five models and no enemy models. You need five for that. And then you need more than your opponent. Those are the ones that I was, I was talking about. Yeah, oh, okay. Many of them are, you need you more need, models You need than your physically opponents. more models than your opponents. Within six inches, usually. Right. So this is something when you are writing your list out, you're going to have to think about. Because if mm -hmm. you come to a game and you've decided to min-max everything, or say, you know what? Or just take I'm all the monsters. I'm going to take a, a Thunder a Horde, or, or you know, the big... The, all I'm going to take seven models in my army. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's fine. Go ahead and do it. It's going to look amazing. But you're going to come across at least two missions where you're going to have to have more models than your opponent within yeah. an objective range. And that's how you score the objectives. There's at least one mission where if your opponent is uh, on both the objectives, they win on turn three. Which happened yep. to you? No, they win on turn one. Uh, it's turn no. three. Any turn turn, three. Well, there's one where any turn where you hold both. I think it's take and hold. No. Take and hold, is it, that's on the... By the third plus round. There's one of them, it's if you hold two of them at the end of any battle round, you win. Because it happened to me. Not sure. I think they, hmm. there's two, there are two objective missions where you win the game immediately if you hold all objectives, but it is turn three. Yeah, it's turn three for both of them. Because one of them, there's I four objectives to hold. He's cheating. No. Frank is a cheater. No. I'll double check that because we, be right. we looked it up multiple times. Right. And they're like, at the end of any battle round, if either player holds both. Right. Of the two objectives, they win. Right. And I was like, oh. But there are several yeah, I lost. There are several <laughs> missions where if your opponent holds all the objectives and one of those missions has two objectives, they yeah. are going to win. So you need to take think and, about this when yeah, you're take building holds your a big battle line goes. Unit. I'm sorry. Taken holds one of those big ones that goes to the amount of points killed because usually mm -hmm. it's hard to grab the other guys because right. you get to get through his whole army right. and vice versa. you got to get through theirs. Right. So that's, that's a tough one. To, to win mm -hmm. the other I've one won. with four objectives yeah that's that's a little easier to get your minor mm -hmm. it's hard to get the major because you have to hold all four but the minor is clear as long as you hold more than your opponent so if you've got two and he's got one right you're set i've won missions because i was getting my butt kicked but i just had two models left to his one hero and i'm like well i got the objective right yep and you're going to run out of time before yeah. you can kill the rest of them right just and, don't and fail that battle shock test in an Age of Sigmar, right now with the missions in the General's Handbook, holding objectives is more important than killing things. Yes. So you need to build your battle line units to reflect that. With my personal army, which is the Corn Bloodbound, I have two maxed out Blood Reaver units. And then I have a, I have a, um, a demon um, Bloodletter was my third because I have a half demon, half Bloodbound, yeah. um, which is a smaller kind of a moves up with Skulltaker. Yep. But, but I have two big units to kind of move up the board uh, and grab objectives and sit on them, or one to sit back and sit on a batch objective, and it's hard to move 30 bodies. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got that issue. It took me a long time to set up the last tournament I was at. We were like the last ones finishing, and not because I was being slow, but you, you've got to put out, basically I'm putting out almost 100 right. orcs on the table, and right. then moving 100 orcs across the table, mm -hmm. and that's, that's taking a lot of the game time up. Um, but one of the things too, big units, mm -hmm. if you're talking about list building, a lot of the legacy units and some of the newer ones have a number. If you mm -hmm. have 20 or more, you get this. If you have 30 or more, you yep. get that. The reason for two groups of 30 orcs, because at 20, I get an extra swing. Yep. So I want to buffer that 20 to make sure that when I get to you, I'm getting that extra attack. Yeah, you can absorb nine casualties, right. 10 casualties before 10 you casualties lose the bonus. Because you're definitely going to take that one casualty to, to take off whatever the last buff is that you're getting. Yeah, you don't want right. to put it at 20 because right. then you're instantly going to lose your, your bonus. Right. Um, so that's so when you're building your battle line units, it's very important that you, you think about that. I, I tend to think, think bigger is better in all things in life. Well, <laughs> yeah. The, when, when talking about battle, when battle line, I, I feel that way. Maybe a couple smaller ones just to be a little bit more mobile. But I like hold, right now holding objectives with large units is kind of the way to go. Um, cheap large units. Let me, let me specify that. Cheap. <laughs> Well, if, if your yeah. army has access to them. Yeah, right. access. Uh, Warrior Brotherhood, though, a lot of those, the base battle lines, a lot of people are feeling five because they mm -hmm. want the paladins on the table. Right. And you're, you're able right. to drop wherever you want, so movement isn't there an issue. Some, yeah, deployment tricks. And, um, well, yeah. Stormcast, yeah, they min, that's a min-maxed army. Mm -hmm. Like, you, I, you always see an MSU. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, well, I, when, I, when I fielded the, my Brotherhood and a couple of, I have units of 10 Liberators because mm -hmm. if you drop them on an objective, good luck pulling 10 of those off by the time well, the game's done. Wounds. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. 10 of them is 20 wounds standing there with a reroll of one on your saves, and yeah. you're just standing there. Yep. Yeah, well, Stormcast Trails are so good. That's a good, that's a good list. They're so good. That's easy. They're forgiving. It's right. a, they're the space, obviously, they're the yeah. space marines of, 
right. play-wise, not looks. They don't look a thing like the Space Marines. Right. No shoulder right. pads, no right. heavy arm. No, no, right. totally different aesthetic. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But Frankie plays them, and they are so good. And the the, the adjudicators, they, they will really smack good. your face off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now let's. So then now you have your battle line. You yeah. Planned out what you're doing with the battle line units. Next, we're gonna talk about. Okay, so now you're gonna need an, an HQ. You're gonna need a warlord Leader. for this. You're gonna need yeah. you're gonna need heroes to lead your troops, your battle yeah. line units. So one of the big elements of Age of Sigmar is buffing. Uh, and the heroes, yes. while individually a lot of the heroes are really a lot to write home about, they can get taken out pretty easily because they can't join units. They're about five wounds apiece normally. Where they really shine is buffing your units. So you're going to want to really look carefully at what you're taking for your battle line troops and what your heroes you have available in your faction, if you're going to stay within the faction, can do to buff those troops. And you'll right, want to the, start there. Yeah, the wog... Um, cause I'm fielding the green skins, big mob. Mm -hmm. I get one wog a game that gives everybody two swings. Right. He gets a wog every game for everybody. Green skin gets an extra swing. Right. Or Oryx get an extra swing and not green skins. Cause I have an idol and mm -hmm. he doesn't get an extra swing. Unfortunately. That's such a cool model. Yeah. And multiples. <laughs> big hands. Um, so for my corn bloodbound list, I take two slaughter priests because there's right. no... There's nothing saying that you cannot take multiples. Unless and that's, it's a that's a popular one. I've seen that more than um, once against me. Because, like I said, these guys, they, they're really good at what they do, but they're not that hard to take out. So if you lose one, you've lost your buff, you've lost your debuff, whatever you're using them for. I use my Slaughter Priest because I have no magical output right. with my army, but I need them to kind of move up the flanks and, and stop anybody from hurting me with magic. But I have two because I'm certainly going to lose one of them pretty early on. Um, they well, have five wounds. And there's the know. one hero that gives you the extra swings. I take, him. I, I take him because he specifically helps, I believe, Blood Reavers. Yeah. Um, and I have 60 Blood Reavers. So when I'm choosing these guys, that's what I'm kind of looking for. Um, Scott, me and you were talking about there's a the mission, uh, the Three Places of Power. Yes. Where the objective can only be held by heroes, and the objectives are in the middle of the board. So, yeah. it's really important to maybe think about one of your heroes being on a fast-moving steed and a lot of wounds themselves and and can can survive getting shot to pieces cuz every every turn you hold it it goes up one more. Right. So that's a good yeah, use for your sidebar maybe trade out a hero a small unit and bring in that guy on a beast. Right. I was just so he about can just run over that. stand yeah. on it cuz yeah. just um the tournament I just did uh on the 3rd mm -hmm. I lost to a, to a friend of mine and it was strictly based on the fact he could kill my heroes a little too easily. Right. I was able to move forward. I placed myself properly. He had some bad rolls. I had some luck. Mm -hmm. And it literally came down to 10, 12 on those counts. Right. And if I had a hero on a beast of some kind who right. could just stand a little more punishment, that would have been my game. Yeah. And he just had normal storm cast coming at me, so they had five, five hits each. So That's why I love my Sylvaneth tree man heroes because mm -hmm. uh, they can walk into a wood right. and they get all kinds of bonuses. I can't put Mystic Shield on them. I'm like, Dirty Sylvanath. Right. I'm, you're not going to kill me. Right. Any heroes that have the ability to transport your models, any heroes that have the ability to yep. um, use magic to, to cast, you know, like Reese, um, one of your tricks that you use with Sylvanath is you you put woods up that you can then transport models around the table. You can jump on them. That, that is really their quickly. trick. Yeah, right. That, that so, is the trick with Sylvanath. Right. So it's very valuable. So these are things yeah. that, again, it's when you're going to one of these tournaments, you know, you pretty much know the, the missions that are going to be played. You need to think about these things. Like well, I've played the three missions, uh, three places of power, and I had lost by turn two because I, all my heroes were on foot. I had placed them incorrectly. My opponent had all winged heroes. And he was on the objectives on his turn one. And I wasn't able to get to him until turn three. And I couldn't do anything. And he was just racking points up. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I would have just had one hero that I could have just got on an objective, yeah. you know, it would have been a closer game. Well, and that's, as I said, that's each one of these missions asks your list to do something different, which is why that sideboard can be really important. That's why I love that sideboard. Um, just trading out certain things. I mean, I'm yeah. looking at mine for dealing with different opponents. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, if you can trade out a few heroes to bring in a stronger one for that game, yep. and then the next time you don't need them as much, yeah. you want bigger units. So you can actually, that's one thing in the sideboard, you can't add to an existing unit. Right. So if I didn't need those archers because I didn't need three groups of boys, I do for my battalion. Mm -hmm. If I remove them, I could add another 10 boys to both of those squads yep. one at a time. So one's war scroll to my choppas and right. shield and one to my two choppas and then go out on the field that way. Right. But um, the other thing 
that they said on the sideboard. It's just, it came to me and now it left. Oh, well. One, one of the things I do when I'm writing a list, and it's a little different, is I look at battalions I want to use, and I build my list around that. So that was it. That was I, it. I look at the battalions that I like. Right. Like, they have a cool benefit. Like, I use the free people, mm-hmm. or the free spirits in my Sylvaneth army, which is... Uh, the Kurnath Hunters and Durthu, my favorite units. Right. So I'm like, well, I definitely want them. And they get a bonus move in the hero phase, which mm-hmm. is amazingly good. I get to move twice a turn. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's definitely going in. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I really like, I need this. This is a core battalion I need to make my, um, my overall uh, uh, battalion, my battalion of battalions, so mm-hmm. to speak, to get all my bonuses that I want. The Gnarl right, right. Grove, Wargrove. So then I need to fit that in. Okay, now how do I shoehorn in my, my battle line units? <laughs> right. Which is what I think what a lot of people end up doing. Because you still need those three battle line units. three you battle line. Yep. And uh, mine aren't that good. Right. Right. The Sylvaneth battle line units are so-so. Dryads are not that great. I, I think they're fairly tough. I mean, you get that two-inch reach with them, so you get a lot of the, attacks through the them. The Dryads have two attacks. They don't have two-inch two reach. Two-inch reach, two attacks. Two they're, attacks, okay. They're... they're they're, they're mediocre. Like, if they're in a mm-hmm. wood, they become pretty good. Right. That's usually the why they're probably a pain. the unit has to be in the wood, which is actually right. not easy to do. Um, yeah, that was... And the, 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 um, the tree revenants have really cool abilities, but they're way too expensive for what you get. Like, they can teleport, and right. they hit reasonably hard. But what I think you're going to see most people with an army like mine is you take the minimum amount of battle line. It is truly attacks. Like, the dryads on my screen, but they're an expensive screen. Yeah. Right? It's not like I have Ungors that, you know, you t- 80 points for 10, and you're like, we, who cares? You know, go for it. So it's, for me, it's the opposite. I look at wh- how do I put in the hard-hitting units that I want, right. and then once I have accomplished that goal, how do I then shoehorn in the necessary battle line units? Because you still need the, you still need the, the screens. Right. Right? I, I'd rather take yeah. more Kurnoth Hunters and drop all of the Dryads, because those guys hit like a freight train. Right. Yeah, and everybody's in there fielding these and testing them. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask your opponent. See, I, back to that tournament, I didn't ask about the Gorg Runners per se and how fast they move. I play in green skins. He says they move fast. I'm like, okay, fine, I get it. Yeah. I put out a big, fast long screen. Well, Gorg Runners can all charge. First turn, they go 15 yeah. inches. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, go, they go, what? And this is after I've set up, Oops. after I've moved my screen out, I'm like, oh, I should have asked better questions. Right. That's all on me. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask when you're like, well, what does your army do? What's your big trick? Right. Most of them are going to want to tell you. That's always They're going to want to explain it. You, you just ask. What is your game? Yeah. You just ask. I always yeah. tell them, like, what is the special thing your list does? And then they, right. they're like, okay, I'll tell you. Yeah. But I think another thing to build into your list that's important, besides you, you want your battle line, you want your hero, your buff units, you want your heavy hitting units. For me, that's my Colonel Thunders, Durthu, right. my Tree Man Ancient. Right. Those guys, they do the damage. Then you also want to ask yourself, can I deal with anybody at long range? You need some shooting. I think you get critical. Range is you got it. You important. have to have some because if they do and you don't, you're going to be struggling. Yeah. And then I think you need fast units that can get objectives. Right. And However so, that happens. So right? for me, yeah. like Corn Bloodbound, like you, you just said several things that you said things that you need are things that were not available to me. So I actually had to go and, and get them from um, different factions, which made But you it so can. That, That's the great part. Which was great, right. but it made it so I couldn't be all Corn Bloodbound. Not that, not that there's a great reason. They don't have there's a no super benefit. battle tone like, right. like the newer ones do. But so what I did is I went out and I got... Uh, Chaos Marauder Horsemen to be my fast objective takers, and they're, and they're also a ranged unit, which Corn Bloodbound does not have any. Uh, and I went out and I took some Demon Allies and I got took two Skull Cannons, um, and and that completed my list. Yeah, you know, you have ranged and then fast moving objective takers and t- and people to take out War Machines, which could be devastating if you do. Yeah, you you have you have to have that. Because especially if you have big, expensive units like my army, right. the cannons are all... Someone's like, cannons. Oh, man. <laughs> well, see, and I would say it's what you feel because I only have a few bow orcs and they're mostly mm-hmm. useless. Yeah. But they're basically there so they can run over, stand around an objective on my side and just right. be a 20-man and block to something. stand there and wave to people. Yeah. And hold that objective. But um, they actually can contribute. You know, they're doing something. There's such a mass of green going across the table. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people do this with um, goblins and other things. There's even more on the table. You'll have one big monster maybe, mm-hmm. and just you move across, you hold things, and you say, here, come kill me. Well, I'm turning out all these mortal wounds. Great. You're, you're taking three off my unit of 40. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, now three cares? more. All yeah. right, great. Yep. And you're still holding it because they just yeah. can't do anything about it. So there are other ways around doing the shooting. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm a big fan of the balanced list, mm-hmm. especially 40K. I've always done the little this, little that, little that. Right. And it works. I think one of the things a lot of people worried about shooting lists 
And if you're looking at building one, be really careful with objective missions. It's hard sometimes to, with a dwarf gun line, getting out there to grab them because right. you want to stand and shoot. It doesn't matter if I have one guy hiding behind a rock at the end of the game and I've scored more points than you, I win. It doesn't right. matter how much shooting you did. Right. And you, so a balance is definitely where to go and yep. taking objectives. But I think the, the fear of the gun list, I don't see that many where they just try to well, pitch off the table. I think people know right now that if you take a very small elite force, yeah. you're going to run into a lot of people who are, are just going to have the, the multi-mortal wound dealing things that'll take you out quickly. Yeah. And, and kind of my, my kind of final thoughts on this, and I think we can each go into, what are our final thoughts on, on building a list is you need to have a lot of bodies, but you have to have a few tools that can take out your opponent's big bad because everyone's going to have a big bad out there and if you don't have the tools to take that dude out or that gal out you're in trouble so for me i have a lot of bodies and then i have scarbrand and scarbrand goes out Ooh. and takes out my opponent's big bad and he's mine so that's kind of how i view right now when i'm building a list as many bodies i can have a couple fast moving units to take objectives and then i have a beat stick which is scarbrand but I have the ability to take out my opponent's beat stick, which I know they're going to have. If they have multiple beat sticks, great. That's less people I have to tie up with my masses of bodies while I'm holding objectives. And that's kind of what I think yeah. of building lists. Yeah, when, in my opinion, for Age of Sigmar, when you're building a list, you have to ask yourself the big important questions. How do I win the mission, right? You, if you don't start there, you're, you're making a mistake before you begin. Mm -hmm. That usually involves the ability to go take objectives, which includes mobility, and units that you can throw away. Uh, those, that's step one. Step two is what's gonna be my damage dealing units? What are gonna actually go in and, and, and do the, the majority of the actual fighting? Mm -hmm. And you need to identify those units and put those into your list because they're usually the most expensive units. For me, it's my current hunters, my treemen. Those are the guys that go and punch you in the face and actually win the fight. Right. Then you need your support units, uh, which are the units that may not go directly engage the, your opponent, but they enhance the ability of everybody else to do what they do. Right. Um, I have branch witches, branch wraiths. My tree man ancient also doubles in that role. And they support the other units by bringing people back to life, healing them, increasing their save, um, whatever the case may be. Uh, for your chaff units, for your objective grabbing units, they might increase their bravery, stop them from uh, failing battle shock. Um, you need to work those units in there to uh, enhance the strategy you have with your other core units. Mm -hmm. And then you have to think about um, the overall sort of idea of your army. Like what, what is the, the theme or what is the shtick of my army? Like with my Sylvaneth, I have a low model count, but I have a lot of support units and I have a lot of mobility with the ability to throw down the trees all over the place yep. and then teleport around. I can null deploy my army. I can start with nothing on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, those are the tricks to my army so then everything else I do enhances that. Yeah, I, I would say for, for me, building a list. Oh, you were done? Yes, I am. I'm sorry. Because um, I, I, as soon as you said, you need a beat stick, I'm like, no, you don't. You Wait, every list I've made has one of those. I, oh, I, yeah. I guess maybe I do. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I can think of somewhere I may not, but... Mm -hmm. I have every time, yeah. so I can't really argue against that. Yeah. But the first piece of advice, I get something you're going to want to play. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're not going to enjoy yourself if you don't like the army, even if it wins. Mm -hmm. And I've had that experience where you'll be playing, and you know, I, I just don't like the way it looks, I don't like the way it plays. So that, for, for me, that's always first. Do I like the way it looks? Do I like its background? Do I like its story? Right. Do I like what it does? What's its wow? And... But after that, you, you really need to think, how are you going to hit that table and win? Have a strategy when you come in. And every list has a strategy. And um, when you don't follow it, you lose. From years of experience, I can tell you that. When I don't follow it, I always lose. Yes. And when you follow it, you have a better chance of winning. Stick to the game plan. Right. Stick to your plan. So if your army is fast and hit them in the face, be fast and hit them in the face. Right. If your ideal play style is to kind of wait and maneuver, get an army that can do that well and has something to do every turn. Mm -hmm. Shooting at your enemy, getting specific spells off, and... Always look at your synergies in any of your lists. It's one of those things, one little piece can make the whole army better. When everybody first started playing the game, they, you know, all the little um, blood, blood bound, blood, mm -hmm. the little guys. Blood, blood Reavers. Reavers. Blood Reavers, there yeah. you go. Yep. See, I never played them. So. Mm -hmm. the little Blood Reavers, I mean, all, they're terrible. They're yeah. awful. 
Well, well once you, you hit them all their buffs, they become they're amazing. A, yeah, yeah, they're a wonderful yeah, class cannon. And, yeah. yeah, it's force multiplication. Yeah. Right? And it's the yeah. same when they see my witches. Right. They seem awful, but when you get the command behind them where they get to pile in twice, you right. get the people that gives them the extra swing. Right. They run in and they obliterate something right. and then slowly disappear off the table like a glass cannon should. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, a lot of it. And in early playing of the game, it was hard to see all those combinations because yeah. you're just putting them on the table. You're trying yeah. to wrestle through yep. what each scroll does. Not the rules themselves. That's the best part. The rules are easy. It's your right. scrolls where all the, right. the complication comes in because I've gotten halfway through a game and said, wait, this guy gives everybody what? Oh, yeah. oh I forgot that. I it's, had a save yeah. for that? Yeah. Oh, man. You're talking about the concept of force multiplication, which for those yeah. of you who are unfamiliar, you take a, a, an 80-point unit of Blood Reavers for 10 guys, yep. and then you take a, well, let's just say you have 30 of them for 240 points, right. and you have an 80-point wizard mm-hmm. that can cast a spell that lets them attack twice. Mm-hmm. Now yep. that 240-point that unit is hitting like a 380-point a, a unit. Right. So, and if you can do that turn over turn right. consistently, yep. you're getting way more value for the unit than what you paid for it. Right. So you're essentially playing with more points than your opponent through skillful play. Right. And, and that's how the best players win. Yeah, lots of armies have that where they need to hit harder. Lots of armies have things where they are more resilient. Mm-hmm. Yep. Line those things up where you need them to be. I mean, I've beat big, giant models with little, tiny ones by just setting them up right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Making Movement. them resilient or getting them to hit when I want them to hit. Right. Everything else. I mean, the same thing you're used to in most war games. It's, it's timing and getting all of your rules down mm-hmm. and using them. Yeah. Movement is where the master shows their skill because there's no random element in the movement phase, right? Yeah. It's, it's, that's where you're playing chess and that's where the most skilled players show off their, their skill. And there's a lot of videos out there about this. Just Google them, look for battle reports, look mm-hmm. for people talking strategy because early on when people, well, there's no strategy, somebody pointed out, well, there's, there's a point to taking and not taking that first turn if you win it and this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, they show out the movement, they yep. show the distance of everything. You know, look for those things that are going to help you. Find somebody you like listening to when you paint, and they'll mm-hmm. talk about strategy, they'll talk about games. Right. You only have to look up every once in a while to see what's going on, and you can keep painting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I usually do. Yeah, just because something doesn't make sense to you at first. Like, we've been working through the random initiative. Right. Uh, there's other players that will be more than happy to show you, well, hey, I've played a lot, and this is another perspective. And all of a sudden, you see it in a different light, and it becomes... Instead of something that annoys you, it can become a tool to make you a better player. Right. Well, it's a, a tool to win, and that, that random initiative is also, it can keep you in the game. I've had plenty of games where it's like, oh, this is going the wrong, going the wrong way. Oh, I got a double. I can, I can maybe yeah. push back hard enough right. to make this a game now. Right. And, and have. Yep. So it's, it's that extra random element that keeps you interested, keeps you involved. It's like the original Maelstrom card. Some of them seem crazy, like you can get uh, from 40K you get three or six points this turn. But if you're under the bucket and you just, you can't get ahead and you draw that card, wait, here's an opportunity. I might be able to pull this off and be in this game. Mm-hmm. Threaten my opponent with, you got to watch me still. Right. And that's, and then, that element is really nice in a game. It also goes the other way too, which we've all Yeah, done. oh yeah. No, like, oh, I'm losing, double turn. And no, I, I am, the game is now over. Yeah. Yeah. Want to play again? You know? Yeah, I got so. that charge. I slammed you really hard. Yeah. Nope, I get to do it again. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, not and really, then, but it's the game, you know? A lot of the most skilled players I have been in conversation with say they build their list assuming they're going to go second. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of defensive elements that they build into their army right. to absorb that go second, go second. Now when I, when I can press the maximum advantage, I take the double turn. Right. So right. That's, that's something else you want to think about. And I think that that's a little bit more nuanced than it'll come with more experience. Right. Um, I, I, I would be remiss to even throw anything out there at this point other than have resilient screen units. Yes. Or have an army that can not show a weakness like mine, mm-hmm. where I can simply go, I'm going to start off the table, right. and you can go first. Yeah. And, and then you're like, doesn't matter what you do, because yep. <laughs> you you're punching in shadows. So. Yeah, but I definitely want to see everybody out there at any tournament that's being run in your area. Go out, mm-hmm. visit them. Have fun. You know, we're, we're, in, we're in California. I'll drive two, three miles to, to do a tournament, because right. I want Two people. or three miles, really? That two or three miles, two or three hours. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Wow. Yeah. I was like, are you walking? Sorry. <laughs> dedication. Yeah, sorry about that. So but, what? you know, get them into the table. And don't worry about win or lose. Get out yeah. there and play. You'll start to see all this strategy yeah. from your opponents. And Don't I mean, be intimidated. My first tournament, I, was, I suffered the big fish little pond syndrome. I played with my friends, and I just I couldn't seem to lose. I mean, I don't know what it was. I maybe understood the game better. First mm-hmm. time I hit a tournament, lost every game. Got my, my right. uh, models handed back to me. Right. But it made me want to go play more because every guy I played against was great. Right. They explained in a polite fashion what was going on. Right. Um, 
how the different pieces of the game I had missed because you're only playing with your friends. You read it one way and nobody ever corrects it because all of you agree and you move on. Then you get to a tournament and go, no, no, that's not the way it's done. Mm -hmm. This is the way it's done. Yeah. And so get out there into the community. That's, I mean, if there's anything I'd like to, to have come out of any of this is that. Yeah, go participate. That, that's what the game's right. all about. So that's a good segue. Why don't you plug your event coming up in January because we will be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm running a three-round tournament. Uh, the pack's up on our... Facebook page, which is SoCal Age of Sigmar. It's a open page. I had to do that to make it public so they could actually see the right. events. I kept posting events, but I can't see it. Yeah. And then I figured out why. It's because we were private. Yep. Um, all, all the time with also, And like I said, they're happening up and down from here. I know there's another one in Pasadena on the 21st. I know there's another one on the 14th somewhere else. And I'm sure in your area, it's the same thing. This is really taking off. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people are trying to run tournaments. A lot of people want to see people come out. So um, definitely come to that. Addie's Carnage, it's, we're going to have, it'd be great if we took the whole room up, but it, we're definitely going to have more than 12 players this time. I, right. I, there's so many, I said 20 last time and it, it, it may look that way. I've got enough nice. people sniffing around the edges. They've given that, maybe I'll come, maybe I won't right. come. It's about twice what it was before. Nice. And I had 10 last time. So yeah. I'm hoping that That's translates great. the same. Yeah. So what was the date? The seventh, seventh of, of January. January. Did I miss that? In you did, but that's rambling? okay. Or at least I, or maybe I missed it. Listening yeah. to it. That's okay. It doesn't hurt to say the seventh of January a few more times. Okay, seventh of January at Addie's Games Addie's in San Diego, Carnage California. is what it's called. Addie's Carnage. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll be there. Uh, my Sylvan will be there. You can come and uh, show me what's what. <sighs> Beat me in another you, game. <laughs> and if you are a TO and you are planning on running uh, a tournament, an ITC tournament, which again, um, you can run it however you'd like. Yep. You can still be an ITC tournament. Uh, reach out to us so we can get it on the homepage because that's where people can find information about how to find these things. And we can also get you your Best Coast Pairings uh, token so that you can yep. run the event on their app, which yep. makes it way so easier. much oh, easier. Much. Yeah. Great. Yep. And it advertises the event and it posts the results and it automatically yep. and updates. And the site advertises it as well. Yes. Mine was up there for a while. Yep. The last one I ran. Yep. The the one up in Pasadena is up there now. Yep. I'm running that one too, but I mean, that's that's up there out, right. out of the way. It's Anyway, yeah, definitely using the app. And yeah, you can run it any way you want. I hear a lot of people complaining that, well, we'll have to follow their rules. Now, if you guys alter something in the coming year because consensus, because that's the way you usually do it, says mm -hmm. we don't like X, then you don't have to follow it. No, it's the first rule is you do what you want, but everybody right. ignores that rule so they right. can complain. Because that is the yeah. hobby of all hobbyists. That's our second hobby. It is. But we're playing out of the general's <laughs> handbook right now. So yeah. it's like literally... There are no you, changes. No, no, it's pretty <laughs> solid You don't even right have now. to use the sideboard thing if you don't want to. And the LVO one is written by Games Workshop. So yeah. Yeah, we are right. running it how they would like how they run. How they set yeah. it up. Yep. And literally when I ran my first one, I copied their Warlords tournament. And then I saw your pack and I'm like, the only thing different here is the sideboard. And I yeah. asked people... I put out a thing, so here it is, and somebody said, do we really need to use a sideboard? Well, let me put it up to a vote, and most people said no, so we set it aside, That's and guess what? No police came and stopped my event. No. It still happened, it's and amazing. they still scored it. Yeah, Pablo, yeah. Pablo didn't show up with the baseball bat this time. I, I really wouldn't be worried about Pablo showing up with the baseball bat. No, you were just one you know, swift roundhouse you know. kick to the yeah. face. Which Jason can do. He likes to remind us. <laughs> I, can do the, I can do that one. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. To all of you listening, thank you for your time. Yes, thank you for listening. Yeah, and make sure to get out there, get your ticket for the LVO. We are pushing 100 for the, for the uh, LVO champ, or for the Age of Sigmar champs. We also have the uh, Friday narrative mega battle, which is going to be a lot of fun. Got that one. Yeah, Ready that's going to be, that's very lighthearted, very uh, narrative driven. Mm -hmm. Should be a lot of fun. Also grab any of the starter sets if you're thinking about playing the game and you would like to get into it as cheap no as possible. No better way to get started. Yeah. No. It's almost an army at like 35% off or something. Well, I, I don't know the math off the top of my head, but. The, the whole the army forces, I got from yeah. you guys put together on the table and the items came to a little over 400 and that's adding things from online. And yeah, I literally yeah, have an entire Iron Jaws force yeah. of 4,000 plus points yeah. ready to build. Right. And 2,000 boxes is, are is a steal yeah, they're, at they're normal prices. Yeah, get a voucher for and start collecting, and that is under two hundred dollars. And, and you're ready to go with shipping. Yeah, okay. with Iron Jaws, that's that's all your heroes you're going to need, minus go. uh, Gorg. And you get a giant. No, not the, yeah, the, the 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 Maw Crusher. Are you going to put that's the, the giant? only thing not in there is a Maw Crusher? Yeah. Are you going to put the giant in your force, Scott? Uh, well, actually, there is uh, the formation of the box for it. There you Somebody go. posted. Yeah. But no, it'll just fit yeah. my normal green that skin That was an sports. interesting choice, but I'm, I'm assuming they probably have Well, because if you field it any other way and he's yeah. outside, he's outside of Iron Jaws, everything that's Iron Jaws loses their battle line. You're yeah. like, so I can't field him because... Yeah. Right. Well, so, I'm assuming they probably had a lot of... They shoehorned him in there and plastic. they made him count as part of the army, so it's all good. Okay, well, it's, it's part of the story yeah. and they've got yeah. a little battalion for you to actually use him and keep everybody the way yeah. it is. They've always okay. had giants as a part of their right. army, so... Yeah. I'm going to do a whole army of giants next. 
There you go. I've got one. Six Giants, you think I'll win? No, I don't. (laughs) Oh, okay. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, This was the Ninth Realm, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah, have a good holiday. A great holiday. Happy holidays. I guess.